actually, you know, I don't even know if it like already started because I hit start streaming or if it, I have to wait for it to come on. It is not started. Well, I know it hasn't started yet because it's got like that five second delay. It's got to like load up, but I don't know if it's like immediately from the mm. uh, the get go of it. You know, like yeah. I just. I guess we'll find out. Well, there's a definite okay. delay, so that means it won't show up. Yeah, that's what I mean. But like, does it does the delay factor in? <laughs> uh, mm. I'm just gonna do a quick audio check. Hey, babe, we got audio. It's probably the Jurassic period there right now, and it's got to catch okay. up. Uh, so yeah, yeah uh, this is the beginning. Um, this is our first episode of Loose Cannon. With us, mm. top left, we have Baxter from the Airstar Collective. Bottom left, Guardian. Uh, do you still have the website? No. It is down for no. now. Nah, either way. And top right, we have um, Rhino. You can't see him, though, because he's got a really old laptop with a camera on the reverse side. <laughs> I, I didn't think that was a thing. Yeah. He's also got uh, Plus Shank. And then I am a non-Piccolo. Uh, this is Loose Cannon. We are off to a very rough start, I know. It's <laughs> it's It's been a morning getting us here. Um, but we are here to talk about the Destiny lore of uh, specifically the upcoming endgame location, the Dreaming City, what we think we'll, we'll find there. Uh, and just, you know, stuff like that. Um... This is our first episode, so for any audio listeners who are, like, seeing us 30-whatever episodes in and you want to give us a shot, uh, you know, this is the first. It's a little rough. If you want to give us a real shot, like, jump ahead a little bit, like, when we when we get into the, the flow of it. Uh, just saying. I, I mean, I'm just being honest. Also... First episodes are always rough. Also, if you are watching us live and you're a time traveler, then you can also fast forward a few episodes. Exactly. I know for a fact episode 11 is the one you want to watch. Definitely. I look forward to it. Yeah, you all should. Uh, So, who wants to get us started with the the Dreaming City? No one jump at once. (laughs) Well, so we know... I'm just going to start with something really obvious. We... We know that the the Dreaming City is kind of the the homeland of the Awoken. Mm-hmm. And so, okay, well, no, everyone's a little little shy. No one wants to jump in. Um, so I'm just gonna just fucking kick it off then. The Dreaming City is the the birth birthplace of the Awoken, but we've never really understood what the awoken were like mm. from our earliest uh points in destiny we were we were told that they were out there sitting on the reef uh wavering between the dark and the light and then in house of wolves we have marasav saying uh starlight was my f- my mother and my father the dark and now we're seeing their homeland their birthplace it's almost kind of saying like so this is where they were created because it was kind of told to us that they were born from the Exodus missions, fleeing from the collapse, mm-hmm. and now we actually have like a physical city that they just so it, it seems it just seems like a disconnect. So do we think that this harkens back to one of the first mentions of the Awoken and how they describe their birth 
And so they're trying to tie up maybe maybe bring this full circle to where they were actually being born. Mm-hmm. And like maybe it's maybe it's the the first created awoken were born in the Exodus and then they they built the dreaming city from there. Correct. You know, that's that's a possibility. I mean, I'd imagine that cuz you look at I mean, it's probably going to be a place of kind of religious specialty to the Awoken. So probably as it started, it was just a crappy piece of rock, and then over time they turned into an actual city. Because the rest of the reef is made of basically asteroids and ship garbage just strapped together. So the Awoken city right. might have been the start of like their actual city, where they were born. Yeah. Um, but it, it's, I mean, it's also possible that this is the birthplace of just some of the Awoken. You know, mm-hmm. maybe um, this is the birthplace of, of Marasov, or, you know, the, it certainly seems as though that there are some Awoken that have more, like, powers than others. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Like um, the Techians, for example. Yeah, exactly, yeah. So do we think that the Techians were, were evolved Awoken, and that this is something like, they're picking up around the the environment that they're in and facing the enemies they have and they're just using their tech to kind of evolve themselves yeah that's that's kind of the question it, it kind of it, it jumps right back to guardians like what made us chosen by our ghosts what was there about us that made our ghosts want us in the first place because the techians um they actually have like we got an artifact back in um the taken king the uh, techian bangle or whatever it was it was like a bracelet and it kind of, it kind of alluded to the uh, them gaining some of their powers through this form of tech, but is it they're naturally born with something, and this is an augmentation, or is it that they are just an awoken, and any awoken can learn to use this tech? Hmm, that's a good question because if if it's an augment, then that means that they're obviously experimenting on themselves to kind of go mm-hmm. to the next level so then mm-hmm. it, it's kind of like uh it's kind of like they've they've learned some aspect of of their surroundings and they've realized that they can apply it to themselves in a way that kind of puts them in a in a higher status because we know that there are earthborn awoken and we know that there are other yeah. awoken uh out there but maybe I don't know. Maybe the the Techians are just you know kind of like the 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 hyper the hyper awoken. You know the the mm-hmm. the more fancy pants version of the awoken. You know. That's possible. <laughs> I mean, I always thought that. <laughs> I always thought that like it was either one or two things. Like the first one was that when they literally went out to the edge of the the light when I got there, the Traveler mm-hmm. pushed out its light and pushed the darkness back, and something with that created the Awoken and messed with them. So maybe there was, like, a source of that, or, like, there was somewhere where it was stronger, and that's what affected Marsov and the Techions. Well, yeah, so, actually, that's that's a really good point. Yeah. So then the darkness was coming in, and the Traveler, like, did, like, its little thing where the light pushed out, kind of like, I would imagine, kind of like we saw mm. at the end of uh, the, the vanilla campaign of Destiny 2. Um, so is that to is that to say that the darkness actually made it all the way to the reef, and it's like it was physically in the reef. The 
the light pushed it out. That's where it collides, and that's what caused the transformation. I think it made it actually closer, because I think the darkness made it, like, to Earth, and then the Traveler pushed it back to the Reef, and that was its last oh, breath. Okay. okay, so, Baxter? Yeah, I just, it's interesting, you know, we have, like, um, so the the only real accounts that we have of the darkness are the the kind of the animations that we see you know of the that there's the, there's the vision that we that we see of the you know the dream that we have in the in the, the cutscene in at the, the beginning of the campaign where we see the shadows of the ships approaching the 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 traveler so so you would say the pyramids are aligned with the dark well at the very yeah least. at the very least they, they, i think it's safe to say they're aligned we don't know mm -hmm. what else there is though the the descriptions that kid six gives in 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 the, the journal are very mm -hmm. well i mean he doesn't really describe the darkness itself but he describes that the the effects that it has on him and we don't know whether that's related to to the to the pyramid ships or not so basically, all I'm trying to say is, it's possible that the if the pyramid ships are really <laughs> closely aligned with the darkness, then then maybe they did reach Earth and they reached the Traveler itself. Okay, um, so so wild 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 theory. So mm -hmm. in in and I think that a lot of people this probably is the place for it. yeah, this is the loose cannon <laughs> show. We're gonna go loose. The wheels are coming off. So a lot of people have this idea that. The reason why everyone was resurrected um, is because the darkness pretty much wiped, wiped everything out, right? We know that there was an event that just created this big darkness, if you will. So, Wild Theory, when you say that the darkness made it to Earth, the Traveler pushed it back, and that wipes everything out. Now, if the darkness wiped everything out and the Traveler pushed it back, what came first, the chicken or the egg? So, were we dead because the traveler pushed everything back or were we dead because the darkness finally made it to the traveler so i just want to say uh one thing before because i really like that i really like that thought um but in that cutscene where we see the pyramid ships like the shadows yeah that was actually on io that wasn't mm. on earth oh that's a good point so yeah so then that would be the darkness approaching. Io's like really far out there. So then the traveler would have as we've seen in the um the Jacob Hardy uh the other people armor from Eververse, the traveler just kind of blinks. It's here, it's gone, it's there. And so the traveler gets approached by the pyramids, blinks off of Io, and then civilization is kind of just like what happened? Like we even have the um would it be like ambient dialogue on Titan saying how uh, no one knows why the Traveler left Io, but we hope it comes here. Mm -hmm. And obviously it was the the collapse about to happen and the Traveler was going back to Earth to keep us safe. So I do like the uh, I do like I really do like the idea, though, that the darkness made it to Earth. And what is what if it's to say that the darkness actually did wipe everyone out like you like you were suggesting um right now and the traveler's first like push of light brought most everyone back yeah and and we know that and, in the early cards that they were building up a storyline that would basically tell when the light touched people so in that aspect mm -hmm. if you're thinking if you're thinking there's there's this post-apocalyptic world and 
we're picking up the pieces if you're if you're trying to you know puzzle that back together i mean we we know that our ghost found us in a you know just this barren area where there were a bunch of cars you could see there was like mm-hmm. a lot of chaos people trying to get out you know they knew something was coming i mean there's a, there's a lot yeah, of areas yeah. and zones i mean there was a mass exodus the humans on earth and all the people knew something was coming and they knew they had to get the heck out of here right so yeah so they were trying to leave before something happened so they knew something was on its way so and that's the that's the that's the crazy part we don't know what they knew but we have all this other information i i can't tell you how I can't explain how much I love that thought because one of the things that's bothered me so much forever in Destiny was this like weird amnesia that everyone has and it's like everyone has this amnesia of what the golden age was it's like it was a thing we were happy but <laughs> right and I think that's really it that's where it starts and ends and then guardians have this like rule established in them that when you're resurrected you don't remember your past yeah and so it it kind of fits and I'm sorry I'm, I'm sorry I just love the theory I can't stop it really <laughs> just makes me excited to think that the darkness made it to earth and like wiped out humanity and in its dying breath the traveler actually resurrected everyone everyone comes back with this amnesia or not everyone but like say 60% comes back with this amnesia and then sends the ghosts out to find guardians as well, like as a, a plan B to that. Right. If you took it to a tech, if you took it to a tech environment, and you basically said, okay, for instance, you know, you had a hardware crash on a site that had a ton of servers, right? And all of the servers went down simultaneously. And so you, you're, you knew something was about to happen. You knew that you were reaching critical mass. You saw your you know your heat temperature rising you couldn't sustain you knew that your you knew that your room full of servers was about to crash so you did mm-hmm. you did the best you could do and that was hit store as much information as you can before the potential event and get as much crap as you could out of there before everything went down and then when you rebooted all of that information that was sitting there static or not is just left in fragments so now you have to go pick up all of that information and try to assimilate it and put it back together god i love that theory it's an it's an interesting theory but i think if you're thinking of i'm just gonna play devil's advocate as i like to do absolutely Uh, you know necessary when you look at all of the colonies now we don't know where you know um the the where Shin Malfa and um, Jaron Ward, the, where, where their story takes place. But it's at a donut you, shop. If you presume that it is on, it doesn't matter whether it's on Earth or Mars, are we saying that like that the Traveler resurrected all of these people? Like, so everybody died and then they got they got resurrected? I mean, I, do, I feel as though there are, there are a lot of... There's not, in, in a way, there's not really a way to disprove that theory. If you take Lakshmi, for example, Lakshmi says she saw London burning. You know, she saw the devil. That was that was by the the fallen though. Yeah. Well, but but fine. So that was post collapse. Okay, but I mean, you know, if you look at Cade's journal, Cade's journal has. Um, I mean, maybe. I don't know when he would have written that, but he talks about events right. that took place during the collapse. Okay. So, okay. So you know, you're. you're- you're, you're touching on something, but this goes in line with some other people's theories that that the enemies that we encountered were actually brought here 
or they were chasing the traveler, right? So we know that the fallen yeah. were chasing the traveler. We know that these enemies were here in the golden age. Mm-hmm. Um, so we know that these these threats that were were here. So there, there's a whole series of events uh, that we only have pieces of information to. And that's true for the for the Lakshmi case where she talks about the devils, but that doesn't explain the things that Cade described because the things that Cade described can't be explained by any of the races that we've encountered so far. Yeah, I would say. Yeah. And he's kind of accessing some you know memory fragment and not necessarily and that, you know and Cade Cade is a special case too because you know he's going to look for everything that he can find and he's probably he's probably one of the best you know uh hunters in that regard because he's trying to find any advantage he can uh you know and he's picking up all these pieces it's funny because he's picking up all these pieces along the way and he's like oh look what i found what's this oh i don't know you know what's Mm -hmm. this over here oh i don't know but he's got that information he doesn't know what to do with it but he's keeping he's keeping a lot of it a secret and i would imagine that some of the things that go on in his head like these fragmented memories are things that he's touched on because of his own curiosity and uh, mm-hmm. and he's learned these things about himself along the way, like those memory fragments that he has. You know, who, who's mm-hmm. to say that he couldn't have gone somewhere, uh, found a way to access that memory in the back of his mind, uh, and mm-hmm. then all of a sudden he was like, "What? You know, what is this? Oh, I'm just going to push it down for now, but it's there." Yeah, you know. And the same can be said for technically any EXO, because if anyone has a better chance of having some semblance of memory saved, it would be the people with uploaded memories so Lakshmi the Fallen could have invaded London during the collapse it could have been like a whole event of things where the Vex go crazy the Hive come out of the moon the Fallen invade and Lakshmi living during the collapse had that fragmented piece of memory still within her mind and And that's that's kind of what the the Thanatonauts do they they die to try to remember what they've, they've seen before Right, death na- death navigators. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, it, I, I, it's an in, it's an interesting idea that the idea that that everybody died. I just don't know if there's enough to persuade me that that's a a, a likely theory. Oh yeah, you know. Yeah, no, I completely agree. <laughs> like, if if someone said, "Do you like 100 percent believe that everyone died during the collapse and the traveler resurrected them?" I'd be like, "No,", no but like, yeah. I really like the theory. I mean, and, you like, do also have the issue that you have, like, we have seen now that the speaker and Zavala and all like our famous characters have been around since before the city, like since pretty much after the collapse. Like, they're some of the first reborn awoken, or sorry, not awoken mm-hmm, right. um, guardians. So. Like, I understand now no one really remembering history because there's no one really been recording it really well, and it's been so long that it just, you, it gets lost in time. But for those Guardians to have been there since almost the beginning of the new age, like, they should remember something, like, because they'll hear rumors or talking about well, what and happened that, before and that, the collapse. And you're, and you're reaching, yeah, you're reaching something else that's interesting. Like, we know that Anna Bray is, is learned who she is from from the fragments around her and she's piecing her former mm-hmm. life together for instance like she she didn't wake up knowing she was you know she was anna right and uh so you know maybe that's a window into a lot of the ways that people are, are guardians excuse me guardians are, are learning who they were so for instance uh we know uh that these guys had lives before but they also had lives after i mean like for instance uh ikora was you know a crucible uh, you know badass if you will and she 
pretty much didn't want to have anything to do with any sort of organized belief system. And all she wanted to do was basically, you know, uh, she was iconoclastic is what they say. So she was tearing down idols. She didn't want this idea of, of the traveler being the, the savior of mankind. And for all we know, the traveler could have always have been, uh, you know, an empty shell of an idea and, and people just thought it was the, the saving uh, grace to humanity and they had no idea for real what was actually going on you know it was just this idea like the speaker says you know he he he's the traveler never spoke to him but he spoke for the traveler you know those types of things that we're all seeing little glimpses of mm-hmm. you also have k6's journals sorry i was gonna say we also have k6's journals which kind of show i mean i don't know if it's what they're doing after the collapse but before the collapse at least we see the reason Kate 6 is getting wiped is because he found something he wasn't supposed to mm-hmm. so is that why they're getting wiped currently like do the exos remember things that they shouldn't remember because the speaker and the vanguard don't want them to remember and that's why they wipe or is it because they're glitching and has there even been a a single exo wipe since the collapse or are the exos just kind of running around without getting memory wipes like we know it's an established thing but like well we know like has it been practiced again well, well we know we, the only time the only time we know that uh, that anybody's memory has been wiped is kate's we don't know if and banshee well we don't know that ban- we know banshee has memory problems you know, right. and, we know that, and we know that he rejection. has a high number, which is related to you know the number of reboots that they had to do before mm-hmm. uh, right. um, before a, an EXO was able to to kind of accept its human brain. If that, if, I mean that that's that's not exactly how they phrase it, but you know, mm-hmm. I, I'm not convinced that those two things are the same. I don't right. think that Banshee having a high number is the same as him having his memory wiped because he saw something that he that he didn't that he shouldn't have done and i actually think that kate six was kate six for it's not that he got his memory why wiped six times it's that he was kate six and then he saw things that he shouldn't have seen and clovis bray wiped his memory and he was kate he stays yes exactly that's a good thought um so i love all the discussion that we're having but and <laughs> no, while no, it's no. encouraged <laughs> to bring it's it, encouraged to, to like get off the get off the track but this is supposed to be about the dreaming city so to try to bring it back to mm-hmm. that uh as guardian said before he believed that the darkness made it to earth and that the traveler pushed it back to the reef and that was kind of the final conflict of them so okay putting the reef in this special place but where it's a little bit light a little bit dark and now we're we're going to be soon going to the dreaming city where we have this uh big spoiler here guys like this like if if you don't want any spoilers like this is not the episode to listen to sorry about that we're just too excited not to talk about it the dreaming city is very closely tied to the ascendant realm the overworld however however you know it as the place that we go into to kill hive like the several throne worlds all exist within this this realm and it really makes me wonder is the ascendant realm kind of like a parallel layer on top of our own and now thanks to the battle of the traveler in the darkness the dreaming city is weaker like the the walls between mm-hmm. yeah i think that makes a lot of sense um 
I mean, we, 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 we don't know yet. We don't have enough information to be able yeah. to, mm-hmm. to answer that. But I, but I think that's definitely. A what are your opinions? I, I think that's. I think that's a, a reasonable guess, definitely. Hmm. Well, yeah, we know that all ties back in with uh, Mara's starlight dark mm-hmm. stuff. But yeah, please, Rano. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm just saying we know that something happened, and and just to touch on previous you know discussion real quick, we know, like for instance, the Queen of the Reef and her and her uh, frames. I mean, they're regular regularly wiped because of protocol to to hide information to keep information. Uh, from getting out mm-hmm. there about themselves, but I think that that when the Techians uh, had their, you know, when they did their blast of energy in the in the uh, and that we don't know if you know it's exactly the the harbingers or not, but if if that portal that opened up that we saw was in fact um, a bridge that kind of opened to the Dreaming City. Is that, Ooh. is that, is that, is that how the hive, hiviness gained access to their hidden world, you know? So we, we have little fragments in the card now about how the, the Techians could have been uh, partly responsible for this, this opening to the dreaming city. I, I just want to say really fast, it's funny that the Reef uh, practices this like kind of paranoid behavior with their frames where they, they don't want, essentially, they don't want like a, a situation of espionage, say some like interstellar alien comes into our galaxy and just like hacks one of our frames. Right. <laughs> Well, okay, so there's a perfect feeding info. There's a perfect example of that. Remember when Dead Orbit was captured by? Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Let's talk about that. What was the? Um, it, it was the dis. It was the the Pixar number. A one one three. Yeah. Yeah. One three. Uh, where Dead Orbit was on the ship, and there was the keyhole that goes on for miles. We had, like uh-huh. no idea what that is something about the eye like was that a look into the dreaming city as well mm-hmm. so well, something i think is kind of interesting is so like you're saying because i haven't really thought about it but if the ascendant realm is really tied to the dreaming city and isn't just something that has mm-hmm. like recently showed up in the dreaming yeah. city is it they, taken or is it natural yeah so in the dreaming city they have what we're being called what's being called the keep of voices which to me kind of sounds like it might be a shrine. So it's like it would make sense if that was kind of their shrine or connection to the Ascendant Realm. That's the uh, the current standing name of the raid, right? Yeah. Right. Hmm. So it's it'd be kind really of interesting, interesting. if... Yeah. No, go on. <laughs> I was just going to say, because it's kind of like, to me, it makes me think if the Ascendant Realm has been there, that the Keep of Voices is kind of like, maybe that kind of is where their power came from and that's kind of their shrine or where they're holding something it's like this is where the mm-hmm. power came from or this is the source of the awoken power and so we could actually yeah. see like maybe the ascendant realm is actually tied to the awoken well i think I, I feel as though the ascendant realm is something that has existed for longer than any known that, that, that this would be my my guess that the the ascendant realm is something that is a natural part of the of the universe, and that mm-hmm. it, and that it, it it predates everything, and or or at least everything that we know of, 
Right. Um, mm-hmm. Because if you go back to the Books of Sorrow, which are the earliest known thing that that we can refer to, when um, uh, Oryx... Wait, is it Oryx at that point? No, Orash... Wait. No, Oryx. it is Oryx, but it's with an AU. Sorry, I got confused yeah. there. When Oryx uh, is killed, then he goes to... You, you know, he he arrives in his throne world and that's that, that's mm-hmm. the, that's the first instance where we we know anything you know it's the earliest point in history where an ascendant realm exists and there's no surprise like oh this is this just appeared you know right. the the wor- the worm gods kind of say yeah this is this is what's going to happen now basically plus i don't think so, that yeah. they're on a linear timeline like we are i don't think that the 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 idea of, of thousands of years uh, really translates well to like a, the human concept of time, if you will. And plus, that they're obviously coming through portals to our reality in order to kind of uh, to you know impose themselves in in this in this universe. Uh, so you know, who's to say that time is uh, the same construct as time is here? So. so it's not that they're not linear; it's that it doesn't sync up with how we experience right. time. Yeah, and and do you mean the worm gods or do you mean the whole hive? Yeah. I mean aesthetic. I, I would yeah, assume. but I mean I feel as though the hive of the hive of uh, as far as as far as I can tell anyway, the hive are from our universe. You know, the worms, maybe not, but but I, I feel as though the hive are very. They, they yeah. talk about they talk about time in terms of millennia and in terms of you know like they're effectively immortal beings in 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 many senses hmm. so yeah I, I i feel as though there is evidence that that time is linear for the hive maybe that's not mm-hmm. maybe that uh, maybe linear is the wrong word but i mean i feel as though it's it's more just the case of if you've been alive for millions of years then you know time probably f- feels very differently right i'm getting a very like edge of the black hole feeling right now <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> well it's like most so likely just then... for ease of the user they probably have said that the hive are functioning and going off of the same time as humans just to make yeah. it easy for us to understand instead of going oh they've lived millions of years which for them is like two and a half years of what is one year for us right so then about the dreaming or not the dreaming city obviously about the dreaming city the <laughs> keep of voices that's a that's a really interesting name um for the for the awoken i think because um who was it was it a uh, varix who was kind of like complaining about how the guardians have the traveler the vex have their like an infinite masses the cabal have uh resources and the awoken like whisper to the Jovians, something along those sure. lines. Yeah. Uh, could it be that essentially it's 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 constantly being alluded to that the the Awoken have ties to the Nine, and in some fashion, like possibly in creation, in um, well, they they they're owned by they're yeah. they're uh, led by they're any any possibility but that they have a connection with the nine and could the keep of voices be how they talk to the nine well analyze that for a second what is that what does that title tell you there's keep of voices 
So a keep a keep yeah. is you know uh, like I think of it as a keep to a castle. You know, like this is where we possess mm-hmm. this territory. This is our domain. This is what we own. So if it's a keep of the Dreaming City and it's a keep of voices, the voices are obviously contained within their keep. So they're protecting those voices within that that domain, right? So what does that tell you about about the that spot in the Dreaming City? So who owns the keep is the ultimate question, right? I would assume the royal family. Yeah, so so the so the the royal family of what, right? <laughs> <laughs> so if the Awoken owned the keep of voices, you know, what's to say, you know, the only other time that we know of voices being used are, are when we're talking about uh, worms or when we're talking about Ahamkara and, and, and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. That's a good, uh, that's a good uh, segue. Before we go down that path, though, <laughs> because there is a, a grimoire card, Ghost Fragment: The Reef Two, which which mm-hmm. is it's it's always fascinated me. Um, it was it was released in House of Wolves, and it's hard to say for certain, but just based on the context, it feels like this happens. Kind of, I don't know if this happens during the the um, the Reef Wars, or if this happens earlier in the the history of the reef but there's this line where um basically marisov communicates with all of the awoken at once yeah um, no I, I i just pulled it up i love where you're yeah. going continue so there's, there's a line in here um uh let's find a good place to start so then Mara inclined her head, and the sparks began to rush by as if she was plunging through them, each streak of blue burning a swath in her vision. As the last spark vanished, Mara saw darkness once again, a long, stretching, empty darkness, and then another cloud of sparks burst forth. These were smaller than the others, their tiny flames guttering and flickering, and there were fewer of them too. But Mara inhaled, and the sparks rushed towards her, growing bigger as they flew. We should have stayed in the reef. Says there's one city left. A city beneath a traveller. At least we're not in the reef. The voices broke over Mara like a wave, and for a moment she spun in the currents. I keep on going, actually. Now in the flames, shapes began to form. (laughs) A crashed ship, a blue-skinned hand clasping a brown one, a half-built wall high above the treetops. You who betrayed us for Earth, Mara thought. It is I, your queen. I will grant you one chance to return, or you will not be welcomed back. But the tide of voices never wavered. So that's an example of voices unrelated mm-hmm. to Ahamkara, unrelated to worms. And I, I feel as though... I, I'm not sure if that's what we're going to find in the in the keep, uh, keep of voices. But I do think that there is this ability that hasn't really been explored very much of the Awoken, or at least Marasov, to be able to communicate with all of the other Awoken. Hmm. You know, it's it's almost exactly like this book I read when I was a kid. Hmm. I, I can't remember it, but they had this thing, like this... um this thing where it was like a blood gem where everyone would have to put their blood in the gem and it would like locate anyone 
and it can communicate to anyone like that. It's just like you put your hand on it, you can find anyone whose blood is in that gem or talk to them from wherever they mm. are. And it's 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 a really interesting idea and I I think I think that really makes sense. The keep of voices could be kind of the central command of Marasov mm. where she she does she handles everything. Um I, re- I would really like to see if that is at least a part of the inspiration for the Keep of Voices. I would really mm-hmm. like to see something kind of like how we have in um, the current Whisper mission that's going on with the uh, Vault of Glass portal, and we can just kind of look in and we see the Vault of Glass. I'd like there to be like a little offshoot where there's just like a well, and we can just see visions of like Awoken leaving Earth. Just like, mm-hmm. like a callback to that mm-hmm. card. Just something simple like that, mm-hmm. completely unrelated to the raid. That would be really cool. So I feel like kind of one big question that really decides what the reef is is if the Ascendant Realm has always been tied to the reef or if it is only recently. Because if the Ascendant Realm, and I kind of, I personally feel like the Ascendant Realm is either, because they say it's kind of like a mirror to the Ascent or to the Dreaming City. So it almost makes it sound like it's literally like the Dreaming City copied over and then turned into an Ascendant Realm. So it sounds like it's tied directly to the Dreaming City instead of just having Ascendant Realm with a portal to like the Dreadnought. So we're not actually on the like the Ascendant Realm version of the Dreadnought, but with the Dreaming City, it makes it sound like it's an Ascendant version of the Dreaming City. Yeah. So if it just yeah. showed up, that's one thing. But if it's been sitting around for this whole time, that kind of changes of what's actually going on with the Awoken, because then we have Hive magic that's been around since before them. But I think that ties back to Anon, to what Anon was saying about the, this idea that it's possible. Let's say the the ascendant realm is this separate thing from from our universe, and then our universe is here, and then the the events of the collapse happen where for somehow where the, where the, the the light and the dark meet, like there's there's like a, a kind of a tear, and so. The, this area, the Dreaming City, is kind of pushed into the Ascendant Realm, and so it kind of exists in both places. Right. Yeah, I mean, I think you know? that I think mm-hmm. a lot of people can, you know, use an example. Like, for instance, uh, you know, in recent in recent sci-fi would be you know, like the Upside Down in Stranger Things. You know, you've got this mm. this parallel. Uh, I don't want to say necessarily universe, but you've got this parallel uh, existence that is able to basically cross a line. Um, and so we talk about the void a lot and my, my interpretation after reading so much of the, the, just the armory itself and how, how this game tries to basically, uh, describe the void. If you've got, if you've got layers of existence and in between those layers lies the void, the void is basically the little barrier in between all of these alternate realities, if you will, uh, universes if you will just other existences and the one that can you know basically come from uh, the hive's existence to our universe uh, they can tear through that void that little wall that paper thin wall for them and, and and jump in and out but then again they've got to create their own throne worlds as you say so when they come into our existence in order to protect themselves from you know like like Oryx did, you know, he makes his ship uh, his throne world or realm, mm-hmm. if you will. So that's that's kind of their insurance uh, 
when they're when they're in this existence. So um, Jay Henney uh, from uh, the chat actually suggests maybe the Keep of Voices has a gateway to the void. So would that be like another parallel in this world where we have we have our reality, the ascendant plane, and also the void? Mm. I think the, the, the word void is used in... I, I really like the definition that, uh, that Rhino suggested there. I think the... the the difficulty is in that the word void seems to seems to be used in so many places. You know, mm-hmm. like we have void energy, and there are lots of instances where we talk about. You know, in the in the um, the Night Stalker quest in in D one, um, you know, there's yeah, you draw your bow from the in, void. Yeah. It. So it's kind of you know it 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 must be a tangible. Maybe tangible is the wrong the wrong word, but it must be a kind of a place, a a source. But I I I don't know. I mean, yeah, maybe maybe it is a place where things can exist. Well, I think that I think that the void I, I think that the void in its in its an energy form. You know, we're we're talking about um, uh, we're talking about uh, gravitational force and 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 antimatter and things of that nature. So when we're talking about void in its most basic scientific form i think we're just describing the very emptiness of space which is actually the opposite of empty it's massively full with thousands of particles that annihilate and create themselves in the very same instance it's just that we aren't aware of that like right now you and i we are not aware of that to the naked eye because we live on earth unfortunately we were evolved to only see things in our environment but there is this whole other world within our solar system and in our universe and it's the fabric of space and the fabric of space is what we describe as the void we know it's there and the way that we prove it's there is through gravitational analysis so we use instruments and tools based on what we have Hmm. to understand that there is this fabric of space and that this void exists, mm-hmm. and it's full of particles that that create and disappear at, simultaneously, and they pop in and out of existence with no so, answer. So, do you think that uh, that just since we're talking about the void, do you think that that's related to, to the void in terms of the the Destiny universe? Well, I think in the Destiny universe, they use it they use it in a dynamic capacity so they use it as a way to kind of describe the sci-fi nature of space just like everybody for the most part over the last 60 years has in every sci-fi novel that you could read but they're trying to bridge your mind and this is what's unique about this game they're trying to bridge in your mind this idea of of the unknown and these magical forces, or if you know, if you will, space magic, right? We, we joke about that all the time, but this idea that magic uh, can exist in a sci- sci-fi world. So they've got to bridge that in, in essence and kind of, you know, give it an explanation. So I think that what they're doing is they're using the void uh, as a way to deliver that as a mechanic, you know, and th- this is just from a narrative uh, idea in my mind um, but uh, it's a dynamic word and I think that when you use like for instance you use the word light 
you know, that could mean so many things. It could mean little light. It could mean big light. It could mean me- medium light, right? It can mean somebody flipped on a switch in your, in your living room and now you have light. But the same thing goes with void. You know, it's just another type of light. And that's what I've always kind of pictured the void as. I've never pictured it as a place that you can exist, but it's just like it's an energy instead of rules that the universe operates and we're accessing that power. Right. But it's not a place you can actually walk into and exist. I mean, we have four fundamental we have four fundamental forces of our universe that dictate how things form, how planets are round, how uh, solar systems orbit each other, revolve, whatever. We have these four fundamental forces of the universe that kind of dictate uh, how things exist, right? And so, and mm-hmm. so, a void is just a part of that. I mean, we know that solar energy, we know that arc energy, and and we and we now think of because of Bungie, we now think of void as an en- energy as well. But all three of those, they exist all around you. It's just our guardians have have the uh, yes or a conduit or, to yes um, correct or a conduit we can grab it we can manipulate it and we can use it we can wield it as a weapon we can use it as a shield we can do all these neat little cool things with it but but the, i think the fundamental thing about uh, void solar art is that it's everywhere it's just it's just we're learning how to manipulate it but the void is is uh, if you had to look at it like a yin and yang, right? You know, it's this trilogy of forces. People often think that the yin and the yang is just two opposites. Well, it's not. It's two opposites being held by an outside force. And so I think of solar and arc being held by the void. Mm. Um, one thing that I'd like to bring up is like, uh, you brought up like Tevis Larson, the the Night Stalker quest, and all that. Uh, there is that quote from Tevis: uh, "Doesn't matter how good you are, you stay out there too long, you're not coming back." Uh, obviously, that does not mean the void, but there's kind of these like right. these um, like warnings about using the Night Stalker subclass. Like mm-hmm. you are drawing upon the void, and that doesn't exactly make you a good person in the end of the day. So it's almost like yeah. they're warning us, like, hey, use this, but be very careful of it because it can kind of corrupt you. So what if the void is just kind of like our friendly way of saying the Ascendant Realm? Yeah, it's, it's definitely possible. I think it's interesting. Yeah, nobody gives the same warnings about Ark and Solar. Yeah, no one's like, whoa, 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 like, solar, you're going to get a tan, man, like, careful I mean, because the Void has always kind of been, I feel like it's been referred to as that mysterious thing that has more power than we want to accept it does. So it would Mm -hmm. make sense for that to be kind of pulled from something something that's kind of dark, which would be the Ascendant Realm. We learned that the Hive have learned how to use our Void light, right? Yeah, they they can convert us into Void energy. Hmm. Or into void light, not void energy. Yeah. Apparently, so, there's a difference. Um, so, what does that mean exactly? Right. So, if <laughs> no, I'm just saying, you know, Good right. So, Good if, question. If, if they're t- obviously look, obviously, all these things exist for a reason. Somebody sitting somewhere on a screen or uh, writing on a piece of paper wants you to know something, 
it's 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 an intentional thing whether it's subconscious or conscious they want you to know something all right and then there's a whole vast library of things that they haven't sorted out yet that 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 they they don't want you to know yet okay but that mm-hmm. that idea is planted for a reason it's because it wants you it wants to guide you on to the next part of the story you know this whole game is about foreshadowing to the next thing so so what do you think is the 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 message that they're trying I to I have convey? no clue <laughs> too early to tell or you think it's like just I think it's meant, meant to, to be a mystery go, oh what does that mean and then when they show it to you you go oh, great you know that's what that meant you know I think it's just there so that when you reflect on it later you're like what that's what that was you know I mean it's like when the when we all had these ideas about uh, like for instance when oh, when they describe Osiris being in constant in, in in a constant form of radiance we always thought of of uh, cyrus being like in just a static you know room almost of just constantly being lit on fire right i mean it was a lot of people's ideas and imaginations that went wild on this idea that that osiris was stuck somewhere you know (laughs) and he, he basically his light and will was keeping the vex from invading us further and he was kind of like this you know, little candlelight of fire that was just constantly illuminated to, to, to protect us. And, and so that, but, but they planted that idea for a reason. They wanted you to know, Hey, there's this dude out there doing these things. And later on, we're going to tell you why. Uh, and then, you know, then they revealed that to us, you know, he's Hmm. in in his whole, in his whole, uh, Hmm. uh, adventure that he went on happened in an instant to, to us but to him he was who knows how long he felt like he was there yeah anyway i don't i don't know what the void is per so se, then, what they're trying to say with the void uh light and they're they're using it as you know but i think that they're they're understanding uh guardians and that's the scariest part because we know that once the hive, just like the Vex, mm-hmm. once the hive can understand how we can manipulate our light, and once the Vex learn how we can manipulate our light and use it the way that we use it, once they have that knowledge and are able to simulate the same thing, then we're 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 pretty much doomed. So, kind of one of the points of the uh, whole Forsaken campaign is that. Like, everyone is trying to get to the Dreaming City. Olden's trying to get to the Dreaming City, and I guess we're trying to get there because we're chasing him. Otherwise, we might not actually care about going there. Well, I don't think but, that actually... So, I don't think Aldrin is part of the Dreaming City. Dreaming City is the end game, which is after well, we supposedly kill Aldrin. Yeah. Yeah, he's... Well, that's kind of my point. Like, it was told to us that, like, his whole, like... His personal end game is getting into the Dreaming City, but step one of that is taking over the Scorn, doing what he's doing. Cage is happy to get in the way, and now we're going after Aldrin. So it's kind of like, well, what's. But it's kind of like, what's so actually appealing for the Dreaming City? You know, like, what's actually the draw to go there? Like, there's gotta. Like how Baxter said, like, maybe it's like just a communications hub. Um, but it has to be something more than that. There has to be at least something within the Dreaming City. 
and it was it was kind of spoken about in a few um, interesting ways, kind of calling it like a uh, a uh, what is yeah, it like elven. an elfish uh, kingdom mm-hmm. yeah. that's been yeah. infected by a dragon, something like that. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of I, I would assume that's kind of talking like the Awokens are kind of elves, and then the Taken right. is kind of infecting the Dreaming City. Well, I've always thought so. I've always oh yeah, the Taken are the other ones that were trying to get there. There's I, I like multiple the, facets going to the Dreaming City. I, I and like it's kind of like why? What's there? I like the sound, the way that you phrased it at the start. Everybody's trying to get to the Dreaming City. It made me feel like it's it's some sort of amazing <laughs> race. Uh, except you know instead like or maybe maybe we don't um, have wacky races. <laughs> except instead of instead of Dick Dustedly, it's uh, it's Aldrin. Oh my god, that'd be pretty cool. I'd watch that. <laughs> So I still I would kind of think, because I know some people are kind of saying that the raid boss will be Marasov, and I don't think that'd be so. If Aldrin is trying to get to the Dreaming City, it probably has something to do yeah. with trying to find Marasov. Yeah. So yeah. either like like you said, like I like the idea of like the Keep of Voices being a a hub where the Techions would like find like you could see the Awoken, like you said, like you'd mm. see that little thing where you'd have the lights and like Aldrin trying to get there. Or I feel like it'd be more probably more realistic to have there is whoever is in the keep of voices whoever's in the raid has a link to marasov somehow and that's why Uldren's trying to get there is because he's trying to find mara and he's trying to get to the dreaming city to take out that person or find that person so he can find her and then the yeah, taken are probably hopefully the enemy like the actual enemy of the dreaming city that's actually like a really good point there because they were they were saying like his whole game here is to find Mara. So, but like if that's all he wants to get, like he just wants to go into the Dreaming City to go into the Keep of Voices just to use their Awoken Locator device, just to be like, oh, there's Mara. I'm gonna go get my sister back. Why is everyone like so like? No, you can't do that. Like, why are they even like pushing against him? Because everyone wants that. Petra wants Mara to come back too. But Aldrin is apparently doing it yeah, in I such think a Petra... way that she does not support it. So what if there so, is some yeah, form yeah, of yeah. God in the Keep of Voices and Aldrin yeah, is trying to get to, to it? And the Woken are going, more. you can't go in there. You can't, like, you're, like, violent and you're going to attack them trying to find Marisol. Like, you have to let it go. And Aldrin's trying to break into the Keep of Voices and basically interrogate or punch you know, the, it's, their it's god funny. in the face. It's funny. I think of it like, trying to stop uh, like a group that. of guys going out and trying to get in this rumble fight in the middle of the street. And then, you know, there's a big banter of words, right, between the opposite gang. And then you've always got that one guy in the back. And Aldrin's that guy in the back. And he's like, yeah, let me at him. I'm just going to tear it all up, you know, destroy it. You know, and then he just wants to go wild trying to get to Mara. And so you've got the other paladins, you've got Pedra, you've got other uh, mm-hmm. other queens command uh, just saying, dude, reel back, reel back. But they are, I think they're aware that he's basically become unhinged or that he always was, you know, being aligned in that whole, uh, that whole beginning of the, the story arc when we learned about uh, Aldrin. He was, he was pretty shady, right? When we first had our encounter with Aldrin, and the funny thing is, is throughout this whole game, how much do they talk about Aldrin? Not much, right? They talk about Mora. Mm. He he was in he was in the mission, or he wasn't even in the mission. He was in the cutscene about getting to the Black Garden, and then when we bring the head back, and he mocks us, and that was that was it. And then he was in a couple of cards, and yeah. 
his name was basically just out of it. He's not, he's never been seen as like a focal point for us to latch on. But yeah. ever since his existence, like people have just hated him. But he's been doing some big he's, stuff in the background. Here's an alternative theory. Okay. What if, so one of the things that you said was, is that Petra wants Marasov back. Okay. Mm -hmm. What if we imagine for a second that she doesn't? Right? Which is quite a big if, but let's say she doesn't. For some reason, maybe she discovered something that showed that Marasov was, you know, doing some dodgy stuff. I don't know. What if... Like, we learn, she learned that Marasov is actually evil, and she goes, oh, crap, no. Maybe, or maybe, another possibility, Marasov isn't evil, Petra isn't evil, Petra has just decided that... You know, actually, Marasov coming back would not be good for the reef, for the future of the reef. And um, in in that situation, maybe Aldrin, like, Cade is maybe on, on Petra's side, but maybe over the course of the campaign, we discover, actually, Aldrin might not be going about this the right way, but he maybe he's doing the right thing. Maybe it's maybe. Petra who's wrong. Yeah, maybe. No, I just dropped something. I feel like that would be interesting because we do see... I feel like that would be awesome to see because it would change shit into more of like a political statement. Because with the Reef, we have seen Marasov be pretty brutal to anyone who has left the Reef. So, as far as we know, she could not be a nice queen. I mean, she's very effective and mm -hmm. she's done a lot of good stuff, but she might be a pretty brutal and like a queen that the Reef isn't really happy with and that the Reef can't sustain anymore. So, mm -hmm. Petra might kind of have this like for us to exist in this solar system and to exist with the Guardians in Lost City, Mara can't come back. And that'd be really interesting. Like, maybe she's actually somewhere in the Keep of Voices, and that's what Olden's trying to get to. But I, I like that idea, because it really changes it to a political kind of view of Petra doesn't want Mara back, but Aldrin does, and Petra's trying to stop Aldrin, and Aldrin's just kind of going crazy to do anything to get Mara back. Mm -hmm. But maybe... Maybe Aldrin's right. That's Maybe Petra's right. right. You know? Okay. I'm, I, so then... So then, whoever's right, whoever's wrong, the fact remains that Aldrin wants in the Dreaming City for something. And it's probably more than just a locator of the Awoken, right? Like, that just seems like a little too simple. Yeah. Unless... Do you think that the Keep of Voices might be, like, a sacred place and they're like, Mara's not here. You right. can't go in there. Like, I think, Mara needs I think to be Aldrin with you found something along the way. Mm -hmm. Like, that's, that's, that's another possibility. Just like, yes, I can use this, you know. And, and like you touched on, you know, is there something in there that that they don't want him to gain access to? I mean, we we now know because of the Telesto card and the, the, the cool little reveal that, that they're aware that Aldrin... Mm -hmm you know, is this kind of like, you know, sketchy character, right? You know, that the toilet. Yeah. They're, 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 um, right. So why suspicious why of his actions, just, you know, suspicious of his actions. Maybe he found some tool out there, uh, in his search for Mara or some, uh, you know, some, some other thing. And he's trying to, um, use it and manipulate it in a way that they don't want him to, you know, they, they think that he's, mm -hmm. they think that he's unpredictable and unhinged and he could possibly make a, a, a much worse situation for, for the reef and maybe for the whole solar system. But 
And so they're, they're kind of worried that we've got this guy on our side basically out there just stirring up trouble and he's going to make a big mess, right? You know? And uh, so they're, they're kind of like, oh, we got to mm-hmm. be careful. This dude, he ultimately wants power, right? I mean, that's the thing that they say. He, they're, mm. they're worried he wants power. You know, I mean, they're, they're worried about him gaining power. I mean, they're, they're talking about their reserves. They're talking about their reserves being depleted, you know. And the, and the keep is another uh, a word for, for reserves, right? So maybe this is this is touching on that. Maybe the, the awoken in the Dreaming City and the keep of voices, maybe that's part of their whole reserves. As, the Mara, as Mara has gone, they're burning through their reserves quicker. So they've got to find a replacement for Mara. But Aldrin, you know, they don't want that. They don't want Aldrin. So maybe maybe it's less that they're like, oh, Aldrin's up to bad shit. But it's like Petra's like, we don't have the resources to be looking for Mara. And Aldrin's like, no, we are exhausting everything until we find Mara. Mm. Like maybe it's like an actual just political struggle, not like an I'm good and you're evil struggle. Well, because we do oh, have Petra okay. as the vendor to the Dreaming City, so yeah. and we're fighting in the Dreaming City, which means the Dreaming City has been lost to the Awoken themselves. It's not mm-hmm. something that yeah, they're holding she's not even and keeping a... us out of. Like, they don't have control over it. So, like, she's she... not even a stationary vendor. She's going to move around. Yeah. I think it was like every week for – it was either three or five. Like she has three or five places that yeah. she bounces around from. Yeah, and so with that, I mean it makes me think like – like you said, maybe they literally don't have the resource to get into the Dreaming City. Like, maybe, like, the, someone in the Dreaming City, like, assume Savathun for a second. Like, a boss over mm-hmm. the Taken. Like, Savathun's inside the Keep of Voices. And they, like, Petra wants to get in there and take her out so they can save Mara. But they don't have the resource. So, Uldren then goes and gets mm-hmm. with the bad guys who are terrorizing the Reef. And that's when he kind of gets... Like when he steps out of bounds, and Petra's like, "Okay, you're going way well, too crazy." Well, you touched on like, it. Just you touched down. on it a while back. Like, because you're you now. Remember when you were saying, "Hey, this is maybe this is the story arc. Maybe that Aldrin is out there searching for Mara. He's trying to gain as much resource as he can, and and on the other side is he's using up all the resources that were left over when Mara was gone. He ultimately wants to, you know, uh, possess an army to go after her." Because he's learned something, you know, he's trying to, he's trying to gain access to Mara, but he's also learned something else. And maybe what he's learned is that there's a much greater threat or a great, or a worse outcome for Mara if he doesn't get to her in a, in a, in a rapid, in a rapid way, right? So like maybe for instance, you know, speculation and spin foil time, right? So maybe for instance, Aldrin knows Oh crap! Mars in tr- um, all of a sudden. After he's been like, "Okay, I, I know how to get tomorrow. I've, I've figured it out." But then all of a sudden, along the way, he's like, "Uh oh, Mars in trouble. She's about to be blankety blank. Something is going to happen to her. Now I've got to get to her as quick as possible." But he's not divulging that information, and so it's a race. So it's a race against whatever's really like about that. to happen. So then, uh, 
we are just passing the hour mark. I don't think we wanted it to be uh, too much past an hour for each episode. So why don't we say keep a keep a voices raid, right? That's the name. It's keep a voices. We uh, we've been told that it might not be a um, a scorn based raid. So then the other option, the other clear option, is that it's a taken based raid. Mm. Uh, what does everyone think that we will see as the, I don't want to say the main boss, the main objective, like the main objective in the Wrath of the Machine was to stop Axis from uh, converting other Fallen into Splicers. The main objective in uh, Crota's End was to stop Crota from coming back to, like, they're more direct enemy encounters but like i feel like the keep of voices is going to have more of an objective to it like it's actually going to have something that we're trying to stop rather than someone specifically but i feel like with the idea of like Aldrin wanting to find marsov and the keep of voices being kind of the end game of finding marsovs ideally mm-hmm. and having the taken being a corruption in the dreaming city that petra once gone the raid is going to be clearing the corruption and finding marsov Okay, so then you're saying it's we handle Aldrin now that the reef is kind of settled. Sadly, the Dreaming City is not. So Petra's right, like, hey, yeah. I need one more favor from you. We need you to clear out the Keep of Voices because Taken are in there. Well, but I then think, yeah. why are Taken in there? Well, so I think it's going to be something where it's like we're going to kill Aldrin because they said in the interview that when we take out Aldrin, there's going to be something else that pops up that kind of makes us go, oh, shoot. So I think as we're killing Aldrin, we're going to find out that Marasov is like trapped inside the Dreaming City. Or there's something that is holding her in the Dreaming City for some reason. Like they're so trying to you get... Would say, you would say that Mara is in the Keep of Voices. Like that's what that's what the, uh, the objective is, Mara? I would say so. I would think that basically like clearing the corruption from the Dreaming City and then ultimately saving Marasov would be the my ideal kind of mission. I like that. So I would yeah. say... Based on the the new flavor text, the new law tab we got with Whisper of the um, what was it? Whisper of the Whisper of the Worm. Whisper yeah. of the Worm, and then um, the Whisper thousand, of Thousands, Thousand, thousand Whispers. Yeah. Thousand. Um, I this isn't this isn't really a prediction, but I I kind of feel like I wonder maybe there is going to be some. Maybe Zol is in some way related to this. Mm-hmm. You know, like like a lot of people theorized that we didn't really kill Zol in the the in the Warmind campaign because surely a, a well, he gains, god would have a throne. He world. gains strength by mm-hmm. other and deaths. And then with correct, the, right, I mean, we've learned well, that. I mean, yeah. Well, I mean. For, yeah, from the like, from yeah, the from the point of yeah, Warmind's yeah, yeah. end ga- end campaign, yeah. not yeah. from months later. We were thinking, nah, he's not dead. Yeah, and so I I, I wonder if we have kind of triggered. I mean, there, there probably would have been worse consequences if we hadn't killed Zol in the flesh, but by killing Zol in the flesh, perhaps the reason that the Taken have infested the Dreaming City is because Zol has kind of taken over the Taken mm. and driven them into the Dreaming City. Well, that's kind of something I was hoping, possibly, because with the 
the whisper of the worm i know non touched on it um a lot earlier is that like with the taken zoles can't really control them and he's trying to give them some form of free will and let the taken mm. be themselves mm. so it'd be really interesting for that to evolve and for us to see like not savathun or zole as the final raid boss but a brand new yeah. taken boss and i think who's i think that the taken control of their own will and then that's kind of where they go. It's like, oh, okay, we're gonna go take over. Like, there's this power over here. So I don't think we're gonna else. see we're gonna that go take for over a the while. Dreaming City and screw with this stuff. Yeah. But we kind of had that a little bit with Malak already. Mm. You know, like yeah. it's not like it's not like we've never, you know, uh, we, it's not like we've never seen Taken without any free will. Um, but it's very rare for that. It, it is very yeah. rare, and I don't really understand it. And I know this was something that when we had the post-law panel, we kind of discussed that a little bit as well. Like I, I don't really understand how, how, you know, from the the grimoire cards that we have, it sounds like when somebody is right. taken, it sounds like they give up their free will. But that, yeah, without that, they have they have no. As far as we're aware, when Oryx was killed, the majority of the taken had no leader, and yet M- Malok appeared. And so, how does that? But wouldn't wouldn't Mal- so i would always i i at least have looked at the taken kind of as like siva it's their will was that last bit given by oryx and we kill oryx but malak specifically is a special case because malak was um Savathun's son mm-hmm. that she tried to use to like infiltrate oryx's ranks but oryx saw through it and took him so it could kind of be like that malak was a the kind of loophole in mm-hmm. that, that scenario where he kind of still had a bit of his free will because we actually do know that Oryx can only partially like he can gauge his his take on people like with, with yeah. uh, Quoria mm-hmm. Qu- Quoria whatever how would it be pronounced okay uh, he only took it partially okay so, so we know that okay, maybe so Malak was we a touched on this case. a while back but we know that this this we're headed towards this convergence we're we're headed towards this uh, this this all of the enemies are are coming together in a in a way by learning what they've learned uh they're gaining access to certain things and they they've kind of i don't want to say they're symbiotic with one another but they're all kind of coming to the same revelatory um uh i don't know they're 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 kind of being enhanced and and they're kind of understanding things along the way but they've come to uh, a path now so they've they've seen a path now so for the taken the path forward for the vex the path forward for the fallen the path forward they're learning these things this is how we get to our con- convergence you know Coria blade transformed was kind of one of the first instances mm-hmm. where we had a glimpse as to what the vex were able to learn from the hive you know in in that regard and and they're trying to they're, they're trying to get to that next step. Well, we know that in this latest card from the ship that we haven't seen yet, um, we get we get Ulantan talking about basically the same thing, right? Is that all these things that we've kind of had fragments and stories about. I mean, even Asher, when we first got Destiny 2, we learned from Asher that, oh my goodness, we're all headed towards a convergence, this, this mass convergence, right? Uh, things are about to about to get heavy and ulan tan has kind of been warning everybody about this from the beginning he's like hey you gotta you gotta juggle both balls in both hands and keep them balanced otherwise you're not going to exist anymore 
And so I think that for the for the taken, for the fallen, for the cabal, for the hive, they're they're realizing that. Remember when um, Gaul tries to use the light, what happens to him? Right? You know, yeah, we don't. Technically, we don't know. Yeah. I mean, we saw him explode, but what does that really mean? So, I mean, it, I just think that I just think that they've all got a window now, right? And they're all looking at it, and they're like, "I can get to there. I can get there now. How do I get there?" And they're mm-hmm. trying. They're trying to get there, and uh, you know, stuff is happening along the way. Gaul is exploding. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. you know, Coria transformed. You know, he. It's just there's all these little things that they're they're telling you hey they're trying to learn they're figuring it out and what's going on next i mean so so to touch on what baxter was saying earlier maybe why how do we how do we reconcile some taken being able to just you know just go on their own merry way and not be uh you know just mindless in their in their emanation but so they're going along their own way and they're finding their own way of how to be taken without oryx right so maybe they're yeah mm-hmm. yeah so spin oh, foil yeah, absolutely what if they're trying to take marisov that's <laughs> so, uh so baxter i don't think you actually uh gave your what you think will be in the the keeper voices or did you i i think yeah i think you cut out there but uh, I think you were saying yeah. I didn't so say what I, I thought would be in the Keeper voices. I, yeah, that's uh, what I said. Yeah, so I I don't know. I I think it's going to, within the Keeper voices. I think in a roundabout way, it's going to be Zol. I don't really think yeah. that, but I but I kind of think that now. I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna go with that. <laughs> Zol. All right. That's not a that's not a bad theory. Uh, I th- uh, what about Honestly, what about you? Right now? What, are, what are you thinking? I, I don't know what's going to be in there. I can't even possibly imagine it. But if I had to guess, and I, if 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 I said what I wish, what mm. I wish was there, wish or wish, if I said what I wish was there, or wish, uh, I want to see Zol turn into a freaking dragon. That's what I want to see. I want to see, yeah, I want to see Zol freaking like suck worm, up all this dragon. death power from everything that's been happening around him and just just come out as a massive dragon we fight him and then and then we don't really kill him because he disappears but we banish him back to his <laughs> wherever he came from and then we, you know we carry on our merry way into the next year when we fight the taken queen that's what i want to see <laughs> yes mm. i'd be up for that just because i really want to kill a dragon <laughs> like I've ever since I heard about the Amkara, I just want to kill an Amkara. So it's like I want to kill a dragon. So uh, then that that kind of leaves it with me, and I kind of uh, I'm I'm kind of siding with uh, Jay Henny here again in chat. Uh, he he tweeted, uh, "Dreamer awakened, the bearer shall meet," which is uh, is one of the lines from I think it was a sealed Amkara grasps. It was an Amkara mm-hmm. item where they said they were going to give us one lie and two truths. And the obvious lie, or the obvious truths were that uh, the crow, the obvious lie was that the crow sends his regards, like the crow is our friend, where he kills Aldrin, or he is Aldrin, he kills Cade, he's clearly not our ally, 
So that was the lie. The truth, the other two truths must have been uh, Light dies within the prison, which is Cade dying in the prison, and Dreamer awakened. Uh, Dreamer is also once again referenced with the Nine. And like like I, I said uh, earlier, could the Keep of Voices be kind of their, their way of contacting the Nine? And the Nine talks about how the Dreamer survived only to fall. Um, so there's a lot that kind of just kind of piles mm-hmm. in making it everything feel very ahamkara to me and i think that's one of the i think that's a strong uh possibility this of what we're going to see in the end game the taken want that ultimate power of an ahamkara the aldrin wanted the ultimate power of an ahamkara i feel like that's that's a oh big enough goodness. almost almost you just made me think of something that so everyone wants to harness when, when, uh, to get what Mara they want and tricked the fallen by basically simulating an entire fleet yeah. Okay. So we know that the Ahamkara the Harbingers, yeah. basically can give us the illusion uh, of, you know, I mean, we're Ahamkara basically can lie to us in any form or fashion. They can make us believe whatever we're seeing is reality. What mm-hmm. if, and this is Spinful, what if that was a window to what Mara has learned along the way? She has kind of. Uh, this control over a little bit of a piece of a ahamkara. I'm just speculating. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> sorry, I didn't yeah, mean to interrupt you. I to just... kind of continue with what I'm saying. No, no, um, no, no, no. I'm just you're making you're making a light bulb. I, I just I just second. didn't know where to take it. I'm not trying to say nah, fuck you, but like I just <laughs> damn it. <laughs> yeah, um, and so. The, the idea of, like, Guardian calls them, they're called dragons. Everyone thinks of them as dragons. And um, it's called the Keep of Voices. It's like a dragon's keep. They're calling it an elvish world with a dragon, infection, stuff like that. There's a lot of, there's a lot of like, implications of there being a dragon within here. And then uh, I forgot, I think it was one of the lead raid designers. I forgot who said it. They said um, the raid boss is going to be... <laughs> too pretty to be tattooed on yeah. Holtzman's butt mm. and a lot of people she will be too pretty yeah yeah she will be too pretty yeah a lot of people immediately snap that to Marasov and really that doesn't answer anything that just says mm. like like you know beauty's in the eye of the beholder is it Marasov because everyone freaking lost their mind about Marasov is it Savathun and he has a twisted form of what's pretty or is it a dragon our first actual dragon boss fight and I mean I can absolutely see it going Zol. I can absolutely see it being like the Taken or, or we're trying to rescue Mara or or that um, we're going to fight Zol in a different aspect. All those are, are very valid, in my opinion, as a possibility. I just really hope it's an Ahamkara. Like, everyone's been clamoring for that. Like, It's 100% yeah. what I want, is I want to go yeah. in there and I want to kill an Ahamkara. That would be my dream. <laughs> I, I feel like I... I I'm expecting it not to happen because I really want that to happen. Imagine, because like, and it's it's really it's, mm. it's kind of funny actually. Now that I'm thinking about it, Titans don't have any Ahamkara armor, mm. so they're just kind of like none of us are Titans here, uh, but like they don't have any. So if we go into an Ahamkara ended raid and we got Ahamkara armor, this would actually be like their first Ahamkara armor. Whereas like hunters and warlocks who know like warlocks have the skull of Dire Ahamkara. 
Um, they have the Claws of Ahamkara and arguably the Void Fang Vestments. Um, so they they have like three right there that they can just like go off with. And uh, that kind of like theme is like a really uh, attractive theme, I guess. Like I, I'm a big fan of the Ahamkara armor sets. Uh, generally every one. There, there hasn't been one that I'm like, oh, that doesn't look good yet. So, mm-hmm. just armor alone, I hope it's Ahamkara, because I would love a full set. Not like, look at me in my Golden Age, like, steel and plastic. Why do you think the, also this why do you think the Titan don't mm-hmm. have Ahamkara armor? Yeah, that would be cool. <laughs> I think they just don't care. I, I don't even, I don't know. I think it's it's a... When, you, when peop, the only people that have ever talked about the Ahamkara hunt are the speaker and Zavala and Shax, I think. Is that right? Uh, no, it was actually the entire consensus talked about Ahamkara and the mm. uh, Daenerys... No, that's not it. That's 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 Game of Thrones. Yeah, I thought I wasn't sure if you said Daenerys or not. I was really confused. <laughs> Wrong universe. Um, the yeah. the Emrys, whatever, Dine Emrys, the uh, sparrow with a dragon on it. And they were like, oh, Ikora, oh, what's, yes. what's what's your thought on this? And she's like, are we seriously having this conversation? <laughs> like, but, but, someone okay. painted a dragon. Let me, let, let me re- rephrase that. The only people that we know that have taken part in the Ahamkara hunt are Zavala and Shax, right? Where are you getting that? Does, I don't think that we have that some, confirmed. Shax... Some, there's some dialogue from Shaxx. Um, I know Shaxx has like a yeah, lot of bones a, around him, but I don't remember him ever saying anything about yeah. actually being in the No, he does, he does say that. Um, you tell me about the time we... Is there? Yeah, let me find it. You learned something new. We don't have it so I know with Ishtar. the great Ahamkara hunt card from Destiny, they do mention, because it's a warlock, a hunter, and a titan, and they kind of go about how titans just really don't care. Like, the yeah, hunter kind of that... gets, like, competitive, and, like, oh, I have to, like, beat this warlock. But the titan is just like, I don't care, I'm just going to go back to my wall and punch things. Like, if you look at if you look at the armor, a hunter, like, looks at stuff, and it almost feels like they're like, that's cool, I want it. And then a warlock looks at stuff, and it's like, that holds power, I want it. And then a titan looks at stuff, and it's like, that's practical, I want it. And what isn't practical is using bones and animals as armor. Like... Hunters literally grabbed a beetle and strapped it to their arm, and it's a living beetle that we just had on our arm in the House of Wolves. And I mean, I might be wrong here, but like in terms of exotic armor pieces, the um, what is it? Is it Kepri's horn? The new one with the three glow points, or the two points on the side, the one point on the head that glow. Uh, That's that's actually like their first organic armor piece I've ever seen. That so, I can remember. I, f- I found the line, and it is um, danger. This is this is from Zavala. Zavala says, <laughs> "Danger is a natural habitat for ghosts and their guardians. If you need some motivation, I could tell you about the time Lord Shax and I hunted an Ahamkara." Hmm. So yeah, exactly. And There's that's nothing a to say that that's they, a hunter thing. It's just you that know, they don't we know, like, pick like, up the bones and go, "Oh, this is, is going to make a great armor. helmet." I think well, the but, hunters, you know, I, don't te- I, technically grasp the full idea of what they're using as armor 
Yeah. Yeah, exactly. They're just like, that's cool, I want it. Whereas the Warlocks yeah. are like, that holds power, I want it. But also with Shaxx and Zavala... Sorry. I was going to say with Shaxx and Zavala, it could have been for the Great Ahamkara hunt. Where it's mm -hmm. like, we need to actually kill these things now. And it's like, okay, Shaxx and Zavala are... I mean, they're the basically the warlords, like the top dogs of Maybe their day. Just, just like, why not send them out to eradicate the Great or the Ahamkara? I think there's a... For me, there's a diff the, the difference is around philosophy. That, that, uh, it, we don't we don't know why certain people become certain classes, but I do think mm. that there is a common theme across all titans in in the in the law. You know that, that that there are there are kind of stereotypes. Warlocks, hunters, titans all follow certain stereotypes. Some more than others, but I think the titans that you know there's a reason why the building of the walls is associated with the titans. It's that there is this this um, the defense of the city, the 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 honor, you know, like the if you look at Saint Fourteen's relationship with the speaker, he it, it was almost un, unquestioning. If you look at you know the 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 way that that Zavala is so focused on honor, my suspicion is that the 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 personalities that would be tempted by Ahamkara bones mm -hmm. are not the same personalities that would end up becoming titans. You know? I can agree with that. And that, to me, that's why there's no Ahamkara bones. And I would actually love it. I don't, I don't think that this is necessarily going to happen, but I would love it if warlocks and hunters got full sets of Ahamkara armor and titans just had some standard golden age. You know? Like, I would, they they just got... We got paladin armor. We yeah. got Ahamkara armor, yeah. and they get a woke. Why, why would you wear bones? Armor. That's that's weird. Stop it. The Titans get old football armor from the fifties. That'd, That'd be, be good. Yeah. I like that. Leather helmets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that would be great. Yeah. All right. Uh, I think that's a really good place to wrap this up. I. We, we were pretty, like, because, like, when I'm going to, like, title this, um, yeah. we were pretty focused on the Dreaming City there, right? Like, it was, yeah. like, 16, Total, Totally. Spin yeah. in the Dreaming barrel. Dreaming City, Taken, Ascendant Realms, Yeah, Amkara. but it was all <laughs> kind of held within. Yeah. Yeah. It was Just the Dreaming well, City in the Void. Yeah, I, I think we did pretty well. To everyone uh, who came here to watch us live, thank you for joining us live. I very much hope that you enjoyed the show. I'm sorry my audio was low. I'm going to work on that. It's, it's ironic because I was, I was literally telling all three of these guys yeah, to, to turn too. up their audio, good. but no one decided to tell me. Y your audio so, sounded fine to me. I didn't, I didn't yeah. realize. Yeah, I got to look into it. I don't know what it is. I might just need, to, need a new mic. Hmm. Um, I don't, you sound pretty loud to me. So Yeah, yeah. Um, so we will be back with another live show on the the twelfth. Uh, we are a biweekly. Uh, we are a biweekly show every two weeks. So we'll be back on the twelfth. Uh, what do you guys want to talk about in two weeks? Hmm, it's a good question. Like, uh, we we started getting into the whisper there. That might be yeah. A good that angle. might be. Uh, Maybe maybe Ulan Tan related yeah, stuff. Yeah, cool. yeah, I'd like that. Um, maybe we'll get a rhino. Why, a why is that one upside down? Camera, I don't know. Because it's a warlock and no one cares about it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I, I think it'd be kind of cool to do. Um, 
talk on the red war or the attack mm. on the city now that we have the new cards that yeah, come out for us yeah, that are coming out for uh, Solstice of Heroes. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, well, uh, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off there. Um, if anyone uh, watching wants to give uh, their input, what you'd like to see us talk about, uh, be sure to follow us on Twitter at Loose Cannon with uh, one N just like it is here show. It's the same thing as it is here. Uh, tweet at us, you know. I'll, I'll read that. We'll uh, we'll discuss it. We'll see where we fall. Uh, do you guys want to like do like a sign off thing, or you just want to? <laughs> Bye. 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 <laughs> Bye. <laughs>